Welcome to Entrepreneur Conundrum with Virginia Purnell, where growing entrepreneurs share how they get visible online. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm talking with Laura Reich about how she helps businesses stand out and rock Pinterest. Laura is a Pinterest powerhouse who helps high-performing business owners implement content growth plans, outsource their visibility, and steadily grow their monthly revenue through her signature growth to greatness framework with done-for-you service and course packages. She has helped clients and students bring in over 50,000 plus in monthly revenue. Her clients have become industry leaders with six-figure businesses and are growing sustainably by ranking on the first page of Google and getting targeted email leads daily. Laura has been featured on Social Media Examiner, Tailwind, Meet Edgar, and The Ultimate Marketer. If you need a place to start, she offers a Pinterest toolkit so that you can start getting more visible online and grow sustainably by ranking on the first page of Google and getting targeted email leads daily. Welcome, Laura. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Thanks. I'm excited for you to be here too. I honestly don't know much about Pinterest, so this is an exciting day for me. This will be perfect then because I love when people have questions. I'll try to think of good ones along the way. (laughs) (laughs) So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, how did you come to be an entrepreneur and rock the whole Pinterest world? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually started out a while ago as a virtual assistant. I went to school for graphic design and really didn't have a perfect roadmap of what I wanted to do. So I started just doing odds and ends virtual jobs and landed as a virtual assistant. So I did that for probably three or four years and then really decided at that point that I was kind of feeling burnt out. Um, With a family, I didn't have the ability to just answer at a client's beckoning call or do all the things that they wanted me to do. And it didn't feel like a right fit. So I had been working on Pinterest for a couple of my clients and decided that that's really what I loved doing out of everything. So that's why I call myself the rogue Pinterest powerhouse, because I decided to go rogue from being a VA and become a Pinterest only specific strategist. I haven't looked back. I feel like my love of graphic design and my background in that, and then really focusing on the fun nuances within Pinterest have been a great, perfect fit for me. I know that you said you never looked back, but was it kind of scary just picking that one? Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was. It was extremely scary. I don't look back now, but during that transition period, you can ask any of the individuals that knew me back then, me today, like I toggled back and forth. I tried to break out and offer something that I thought was coupling with Pinterest, or I was afraid that people wouldn't see me as valuable because I was only doing one thing. And so it was really hard for a few years because I, I was concerned that I was stifling my opportunity for growth. In fact, once I decided to get rid of my own upper limit problem, 
and change my mindset around that, it was actually more beneficial to see that growth once I had decided that that was for sure the action I was going to take. Like they say, the riches is in the niches, right? Yeah, of course. And two, it'd be helpful because you can totally streamline a whole bunch of, um, and let's say put systems and maybe even automations into place having that, that niche too. Yep. And I love systems and automation. I, I thrive off of that so that I can turn around and create new um, from that. So yes, it is very, very beneficial now being in the position that I'm in, but it did, it did take a while to get here. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. What do you like most about this point that you're in right now and like, and the, the work that you're doing? I think there's two different sides that I really thoroughly enjoy. One of it is really seeing once people are educated and or implementing with my help or on their own, the benefits that they can receive from the type of work that I do. It's really, really fun to see kind of that, not necessarily light bulb moment, but that joy that they find by utilizing some of the strategies. And then really honestly, uh, the freedom that I have for my family. So we have two kids, uh, third on the way, super excited about growing our family. I could have never imagined doing that back then. So to be able to say like, my parents can't take my kids on Tuesday. Okay, great. I'm not going to work on Tuesday then. And I'm just going to hang out with my kids. Like that type of freedom seriously has been the best. (laughs) I can relate to that. (laughs) For sure. So what are some common mistakes that you're seeing some of your clients making or people in general making? Yeah. In terms of specifics, I think the biggest conception or mistake that people are handling with Pinterest is they're coupling it like it's a social media platform. And there's a a very big difference between social media like Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest in terms of Pinterest is more a visual search and a search engine type platform. So you want to think about it more like Google than you do Facebook. On Facebook, you have the conversations, you are building relationships. On Pinterest, you're trying to be found for the words and phrases that you're using by providing the education, the information, the products and the services that someone really needs in that moment. So it really is all about the keywords then um, how you that you include yeah. in your post. Yep, it is. And a lot of people get concerned about that because they say they don't know how to find the keywords or they don't know what would be best. Um, really the the easiest thing that I can tell you is Pinterest provides a lot of resources to be able to find out what specifically the keywords or phrases you should be using. And once you find those, 
you keep them in your back pocket. I tell people, take out a tablet, take out a piece of paper, go to the search bar on Pinterest and start typing in words that you think your target audience is looking for that you can help them with. Once you do that, you're going to see a whole ton of information and that's going to be able to be that open door where you can just start writing down what you should be talking about and what you should be using in terms of keywords and phrases. Yeah, totally helpful. And I'm sure that they'll like also like Google, like like you mentioned, like provide other things for you to to search off of and, and for ideas too. Yep. Exactly. Yep. And Pinterest has like Pinterest trends. So it's like trends.pinterest.com. You can go there and they give you a ton of suggestions about what's actually being followed and searched for right now. And so that stuff is, is really helpful in terms of just doing the research before you implement, right? And then once you have that research, you can start implementing and in, you're going to see the results from that for sure. So who is an ideal client for you? Okay. I love this question (laughs) for me specifically, right? Is anyone who is looking in the beginning stages of business, they are looking or aspiring to be that four, five and six figure business owner, right? And when I say aspiring, I mean, they are looking for the steps to take to be able to sustain growth. The other side of things is those that are there, right? The people that are already there are looking to scale even more, but they're not sure how to do so. So the people that are just starting out, or maybe they've been around for a while, and they're looking to hit that five-figure month or five-figure, six-figure year. Those individuals are the ones where I love getting my hands dirty and teaching. That's something that's a passion of mine is showing them and educating them how this can be beneficial. The individuals who maybe have already hit those months or their best year and they have a team behind them or a VA who helps them, those individuals are the other side of things for me because I can help train their team in the side of automation, in the side of systems and um, strategies to help them be able to bring this piece into their marketing strategy without having to have their hands get dirty, right? Because they have the team or the VA that can help them with it. So how do they find you? Like, do you, I would assume you use Pinterest, but do do like, do you also use like Facebook and stuff to get in front of them? Yeah. Great question. Yeah. I do tons of different ways to get in front of them because I do use Pinterest. I'm constantly putting out content, right? So I have case studies on my website about different things that I've done in the Pinterest industry. I have different blog posts. Uh, I love going live on Facebook and those are really other places that I'll have the conversations with people. And kind of cultivate that relationship where they get to know me more. But ultimately, I use Pinterest to drive that top of funnel and brand awareness to those places. 
So I can, if there's a really good live stream that I did that a lot of people are learning and enjoying, then I will use Pinterest to widen that audience and bring more people to that live stream. It's so cool how you can do that with Pinterest. (laughs) Yeah, it's really, really helpful. (laughs) (laughs) Just to switch up gears a little bit, what are some of your big goals that you're looking to achieve in the next one to two years? One of my biggest goals I think that I'm looking to achieve is really being able to help those that have been hit hard by the new times with this pandemic and provide them opportunities within my business and my agency to be able to pivot until we either get through it or until they find something that they truly love that can replace what they've done in the past. I have the opportunity as a business online to be able to provide that support. And so I want to be able to grow my business to be able to support those who have had to pivot in in difficult times. And I think that's one of the biggest for me as a business side of things. I think in terms of a personal side of things, uh, my husband would love that I'm telling this story on a podcast, but uh, he he's always wanted a boat. And I told him, we've been together for 13 years now. And I told him back then, he needs to propose and we need to get married before he gets his boat. And so that happened a few years ago. It's been about two years now. And so now my goal is to follow through and get him that boat because that was the deal. And you have to hold up <laughs> so your that's end more of, the of a personal. Yeah, yeah. And I think it would be good for the family too. I mean, with everything going on, it's something that we can do to to have that family time. And so I'm totally open to it, but I totally have to fulfill on the fact that I told him as long as we do that, he can have his boat. So now it's my time. <laughs> Probably doesn't let you forget either. <laughs> no, not at all. Never. <laughs> so how would your those goals um, change your business? I think changing my business in terms of the side of helping others, that's really kind of always been a passion of mine. Of course, we'll see business growth as we continue to grow with other individuals. So I think that would that would be amazing. I don't know that it's something that is like this huge shift or change for the business, but I think in terms of the family side of things, being able to achieve something like that with the business providing that to us not only would help us as a family get stronger, but just the the satisfaction of knowing like that is part of my why behind what I do is to be able to be here for my kids and have the freedom and, and be able to purchase things like that, right? Like that's, that's why we set out to do these things and grow companies and grow businesses and and work on our blogs and monetize them and things like that. And so I think it would be very satisfying to know like this is what I'm doing and this is more of that structure just showing me like what I am doing is providing for my family 
in the term of like a an actual item, right? There are other things that I can say, yeah, it's totally working and I'm doing it for my family, but this would just kind of be that extra step. Mm-hmm. What do you think is your number one roadblock for achieving that goal? Ooh, <laughs> I know what my number one roadblock is. <laughs> <laughs> I think my number one roadblock is myself. It's my mindset. That's something that I constantly am working on. I have really, really worked on deeply in the past couple of years is not giving myself the fear or the frustration that it can't be done. My coach actually said a great sentence the past couple of weeks where she was like, if you set a goal or you say you're going to do something and then you add, but to the end of that. So I'm going to hit $50,000 by the end of the year, but I don't know where it's going to come from. That's putting a roadblock in the way that you think. So instead of saying, but you say, I'm going to hit $50,000 by the end of the year. And I don't know where that money is going to come from, but I'm acknowledging it and I'm open to the possibility of figuring it out. I like that. It's amazing how much power our words have, hey? Exactly. Like one tiny little word. And you wouldn't think when you say that out loud, like it's going to change the whole perspective of things, but it really does. (laughs) It really does change how I think. That's cool. Thanks for sharing that. So what's working for you attracting more business? Is it the lives and the pinning and, or is there other things or more specific things that you can tell that's working? Yeah, for sure. I think the specific thing that's working for me, um, is not necessarily the platform that I'm using. It's the way that I'm structuring my days. So there are a lot of times where if you set your intention in the beginning of the day that you're going to tackle a couple different things that need to be done, you can get pulled by the wayside. And so one of the things that we've been really focusing on here is writing out a list of everything that I want to get done, right? It doesn't matter if it needs to get done today, in a month, in a year, writing it all down on a list and then kind of pinpointing, okay, what can I do? What can my team do since I do have a team? What needs to be done to be able to serve my clients and my students better? What can maybe be pushed off until next month? And once you do that, really having that trajectory and sticking to it, I think has been extremely helpful for me because then I don't get so sidetracked. Like Pinterest can be a rabbit hole. I know (laughs) I could sit on there all day and I love it. Right. And it's not just because that is the platform that I use. It's just, it's a fun platform. A lot of people can get sucked in. And so the same could go for Facebook or Instagram or Uh, TikTok for that matter, right? But if you set that intention and you know, like, this is a list I need to tackle and you tackle it and then maybe go back to something else that you wanted to do that might not be that money producing or client producing activity, but you know, you've already done what needs to be done for the day. That's what's truly helpful. And I bet you would feel better too at the end of the day where you're like, yeah, I actually feel like I achieved something today or I accomplished something today. 
Yep. It totally does. I am a pen and paper girl. So I actually just got the new iPad air and I use notes and I write it out and I cross the line through and I am such a little girl. I run downstairs to my husband and I'm like, look at everything I did today because I have all this stuff crossed out. It feels amazing. It's satisfying, really. It's probably motivating too, hey? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, what else can I cross off? <laughs> yeah, what else can I try to get done before the end of the day? Of course. <laughs> so you had shared some advice that your coach gave, which was really good. But what would you say would be the best advice that you have ever received? That's a good question. I think, I think the best advice that I was given years ago when I was switching to kind of level down into one thing is really just that. Uh, Don't be hard on yourself if you're going to try a couple different things because you're not quite sure yet what your perfect fit is. Don't be hard on yourself if you thought that what you chose was going to look completely different and now you're not sure it's a good fit. And don't be hard on yourself if you're not achieving the monetary value that you are hoping to achieve by now, because it's not the end-all be-all. Everything that you do needs to have a fluid strategy and figuring out what your true passion is, is really the greatest gift that you could give yourself. So once you've done that, Then focus on what strategy you can implement or try and how is that going to benefit you, benefit your quality of life, your family, your business, things like that. But don't focus on just, I don't have this in place. I am not as good enough or I don't make enough as this person who is in the same industry as me. Because that rabbit hole really is not going to benefit you. Um, That comparison syndrome or that uh, Debbie Downer mentality can actually set up a different type of spiral that's not going to really help you get to where you want to be. So true. What's the best advice you have ever given? Ooh have fun. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that. that (laughs) Yeah. I don't know that I can think of like specifically advice that I've given. I'm sure I've given a lot of advice over time. Um, I love having conversations with people and I'm an empath. So I really love to try to help people and be there for them and, and see them succeed in whatever area of life they're looking to succeed in. So I don't know that I have specifically one off the top of my mind, but honestly, like just whatever you're doing, enjoy it, like have fun, make sure that you're not too serious and, and just, I don't know, laugh and, and have joy in what you're doing. I agree. I'm trying to think of like the exact quote like we told our kids the other day it was like you're gonna have to do it regardless you might as well smile about it or something to that effect yeah exactly (laughs) 
we say something similar to that effect here at our house too for my kids like it's it's again the words that you use right like it's gonna have to be done so why don't you just say I get to do this right Mm -hmm. and enjoy it like have joy in it even if it's not something you don't necessarily want to be doing (laughs) because you'd be surprised if you just say I'm gonna have fun or I'm gonna enjoy this and it might not be as cruddy as you were thinking it was going to be (laughs) right (laughs) again that mindset and that internal thinking (laughs) yeah of course it's strong (laughs) so is there anything that you would like to share that I haven't asked yet I think the biggest thing is for those who are looking to see what next step they can take whether you have tried my love of Pinterest in the past or whether you have not, really just go to the platform and use that search bar and search for something that you would teach or provide services on or have a product for and see what pulls up. And if there are other things that pull up under there, then you should be using that platform In anything that you do, though, in your marketing, I urge you when you are trying to bring in traffic and awareness and leads and sales, please take the time to give it the long-term consistency that it deserves. So if you are just starting out with Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or Pinterest, Don't just try it for a couple of days and then say it's not working for you. There's no one magic pill. There's no one magic solution. So I tell everybody at least 90 days, consistent 90 days of what you want to try. And if at the end of that, you're still not seeing the amazing results that you're hoping for, it could be that it's not a good fit. It could be that maybe you need to outsource it, but regardless, give it the time that it deserves so that you can really truly say, I tried. Great words of wisdom. There's a lot of times where it's like, that didn't work for me. It's like, well, how do you know? Like my kids, they're always like, oh, I don't even like supper. It's like, you haven't even tasted it. (laughs) Exactly. You just sat down. You're looking at it. Well, I know I don't like it. Your eyes can taste. (laughs) Like, just try it. (laughs) Yep, same thing. (laughs) Well, I have really appreciated the interview today. So thank you for being on. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Can you let us know how people can find out more about you and what you do? Of course. Yeah. Any social media platform, it's Laura Reich. So it's L-A-U-R-A-R-I-K-E. And my website is laurareich.com. Awesome. Well, thank you again. And we'll keep in touch. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Chat soon. Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe and leave some love through a review and I'll catch you on the next episode.